Hey guys, it's Morshed and you're listening to Unhandled Exception Show. Today we are talking about how to get started with Docker with our special guest, Liam. Thanks hey for guys. joining us, Liam. Yeah, no, no worries. Not good to be here. Yeah, let's get started. Well, before we dive deep into Docker, can you share your personal journey and experience in getting started with in software engineering? Yeah, sure. So um, kind of in my early like maybe when I was 10 or 11 years old, I started getting interested in programming because I wanted to be a video games developer. That was the original reason. I was kind of really excited about kind of making my own games and so on. And, right. And, um, you know, on the PlayStation 2, there used to be a demo disc where you could load it up and type your own games in in a, a basic language kind of thing. And and so I, I did a bit of that kind of typing from magazines, the, the, the code that they gave you and that kind of thing. And that was really fun. And that, mm. that stuck for a while. And then I realized video games industry probably not the the easiest one to get into and kind of like lots of effort and not so much reward kind of thing so so i changed track a little bit st stayed in software but ended up in the kind of java industry i've been doing a lot of like java microservice development and that kind of mm. thing for the past 10 years or so very nice so if money was out of the equation would you do video day probably yeah I, I i've still got some like you know side project type plans to to make some small apps and, and that kind of thing yeah so yeah i would yeah cool what kind of video games do you normally make well i, I don't make them but you know oh, i'd hard. like to make them but yeah so like the, the, the one i have in mind I, i've got i've got just a kind of word game in mind that I, i'd actually started doing it after i graduated from uni but i kind of dropped the idea because i realized it wasn't going to make me any money sort of thing so i had to drop it but yeah like a kind of in the word game category shall we say i, I had some ideas there that's really cool <laughs> Um, so what got you interested in jump jumping into world of docker or how did you came across docker yeah so it was really just project based kind of thing so mm -hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll refer to my notes here and there by the way i've got i've got some kind of sure. notes i took so if you see me switching that's what's going on there so yeah like um the the first project that i was exposed to docker on they they had a requirement to have a higher uptime than they usually did so you know the the kind of 99.999% availability type requirement and okay. they their previous architecture was these kind of snowflake servers that were manually managed and you know they'd have a whole release team of like 10 people getting together every 3 months to do a release of their software and that kind of thing and and they'd kind of hit the limitations of that and the business had started to require higher uptime so they they weren't happy with these um you know 6 hour windows when no customers could access the website and and that kind of thing and so the team had chosen docker and kubernetes which were kind of in their infancy at the time mm. as a way to solve the business problem of the high availability and then what that meant for the developers is you had to kind of learn what what is docker what is kubernetes and and they became more responsible for the release process actually they they became kind of in the kind of devops mindset you could say hmm. Okay, and what makes Docker more highly available than normal applications hosted in a server? Yeah, good question. So uh, Docker itself doesn't really, to be honest, to be fair, mm. but the, the Kubernetes aspect was what was crucial in this case because um, Kubernetes kind of orchestrates Docker containers. And mm. for instance, if one dies, it could bring up one in its place right. automatically, that, that kind of thing. So it was more Kubernetes than, than Docker. But kubernetes requires docker there's no way you can mm -hmm. use kubernetes without docker that makes sense 
would you explain Docker uh, like, you know, you're chatting with a five-year-old? I know it's a very complicated concept for I, newbies. I had, a, I had an interesting analogy, actually. I'm not sure if it's going to work exactly, but um, mm. you, you could describe Docker as a house for your code. It's like a home for where, you, where your code lives kind of thing. It's got, you know, your, your code's living and it's got all the things it needs to run around it. And then because it's digital, it's the digital house, you can kind of share that house with your friends kind of thing. You can say, here's a copy, here's, here's you know, go run my code kind of thing. Yeah, that, that was the analogy I thought about there. And if someone is totally new to Docker, what would be the first step they should take to get started? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'll give the very boring steps first, I guess, but, you know, Download Docker Engine, of course, right, and and then yeah. probably run a Hello World example, just prove prove that this setup works, mm-hmm. and then from from there, I guess you're 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 interested for some reason, right? There's something that's brought you to this technology, so mm. I, I look at that motivation, and then maybe you're trying to Dockerize one of your existing applications. Maybe that's your motivation. In which case, you know, try and package up your your existing app to run inside Docker. Maybe you're here because you want to run an existing container. Maybe you need to run a database or a message broker or something. And mm. so, yeah, I'd, I'd take those steps. Okay. And what are some fundamental concepts of Docker beginners should know right off the bat? I know there's so many things going on under the scene. Yeah. So this is an interesting one because I think it's it's easy to get caught up in the the nitty gritty kind of details. So I'm actually going to avoid those and and talk mm-hmm. more about the kind of bigger picture, which, right. which is there's kind of two aspects. There's the kind of let me just refer to my notes for a second. I had two points. Yeah. So in, in, encapsulation. So this mm-hmm. is back to the the home with all the things you need kind of thing. All the dependencies are there, kind of encapsulated in one place. And then reproducibility, which is the the sharing it with your friends kind of thing. The fact that I can kind of take this and run it on any other machine that has the Docker engine installed. Those are the big picture reasons that you might use Docker and so on. Does that answer your question or were you going yeah. somewhere else? Yeah. Let's yeah. dive deep into encapsulation and rep- reproducibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you define them, uh, especially for new people who may not sure. know those terminology? <laughs> So we'll go by example, maybe. So like for, for yeah. encapsulation, if you imagine the opposite, if you imagine these kind of, maybe I've got a server and it's got these seven programs installed and I need those seven programs to run my my new application kind of thing. So the problem that if you weren't using Docker, you might run into is if if I'm running it on a new server, I then have to remember to install those seven other dependencies. Right. And the problem in the past was that, that that was usually something that was maybe, you know, a written down process or the responsibility of the system administrator or something like that, the person managing the servers, who's often a different person than the application developer kind of thing. So there's this disconnect between those two things, which can lead to these kind of problematic releases where some assumption that the developer made is not true in the production environment kind of thing. So what encapsulation as a concept kind of solves is if just bundling everything together that your application needs to run in one place. That, okay. That's that one. And then on the reproducibility side, they're very tightly tied together, really. Like once you've got that application, that encapsulation, it kind of gives you that reproducibility, if that makes sense. But because, yeah. because everything's now bundled together, you can run it anywhere. Right. You can reproduce it anywhere, any, yeah. any, any environment. Uh, yeah. And 
at someone who is uh, like, you know, already has worked with uh, Docker for a couple months, what are some mm-hmm. common challenges um, they might face when they get started? So the, the, there were a couple I ran into myself a few times around mm. what, people seem to struggle with uh, networking and file system things. So there's okay. there, are, there are ways to make both of those work quite well, but it can be quite confusing with kind of volume mounts, for example, that kind of thing. And also Docker within Docker, that gets even more confusing because you're mm. you're kind of mounting files relative to the the kind of root host, if that makes sense. And that that caught us out a few times on the on the project I was working on at the time, where we had um, our build agents in our kind of continuous integration environment. They were running Docker, and then we were running Docker within Docker because our application relied on, let's say, a, a database that we were using a separate Docker container for. But then we didn't realize that the the file system mounting was relative to the root host, not the Dockerized container, if that makes sense, the the CI agent. So there were, there were some really slightly confusing things there. And then on the networking side, um, simple things like remembering to expose ports. That I see a lot of beginners get caught out by that. They start up their container and they're like, it's not working. I, I can't connect to it right. because there's this additional step to expose the ports that because by default, Ports are not exposed; only the ones you tell it to. Right, and uh, when you say uh, connecting, like a connection, it means uh, let's say we are building a full stack, uh, you know, web app, and mm-hmm. there is a, like a web application, and there is a database. So yeah, so like network, yeah. connect with the database, and we want to make sure that port they communicate with each other, and that's where the port comes into play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, any certification that you thought uh, were helpful uh, in building a strong foundation or any training programs? So this is interesting. I guess it's like a personality type driven thing, I guess. But for, mm-hmm. for me personally, I, I, I don't really tend to do those kind of things. I just tend to get stuck in and kind of just learn by myself okay. kind of thing. But I, the one thing I would say is if you're like applying for a job where they need you to prove that you know something and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I see the value there in that. Mm. Or maybe you've kind of reviewed the syllabus for a course and, and you kind of like being taught by someone rather than doing it yourself kind of thing. I, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. But I, I don't have direct recommendations there because I've never done it myself, really. How did you learn Docker? Uh... But tr- trial by fire, basically, like mm-hmm. kind of sitting next to other people that were a bit more experienced than me and, and just kind of learning through through their mistakes, through, through my, my mistakes and kind of just piece by piece that way that that was my personal journey i guess um have you found any youtube videos or websites that uh give gives you a lot of uh, information about docker uh, i'm speaking on behalf of beginners who are learning and they just want to yeah. grow their knowledge so I guess I've I've personally got by, and this is going to sound so boring, but just the the official documentation is actually really good now. It used to be a lot worse, kind of thing, but the, the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information packed into the just the official docs, and between that and Stack Overflow, <laughs> that covers yeah. a lot of the use cases. I think. No, those are those are really helpful information. I mean, every time I talk with uh, any any tech stack, I think the yeah. first thing. People tell me just go back to the official documentation. That's where yeah, yeah. Uh, all the like a uh, true. That's the source of truth. <laughs> yeah, general. exactly. Yeah, and it's gonna it's always gonna be most up to date. You're always gonna have the yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Stack for Overflow. If you get stuck with something, some uh, chances are someone else got exactly stuck with the yeah. problem. Yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense. 
yeah, the community there is kind of hit and miss. Some sometimes they're quite helpful. Other times it's like they kind of like ask you, "Why are you asking this question? You should go look elsewhere." Kind of thing. So that's not too <laughs> helpful. But I mean, yeah, take what yeah. you get. Well, as we wrap up our chat, uh, what nugget of wisdom would you like our listeners to gain from this episode? I I would just reiterate the the earlier points we made about the kind of reproducibility and encapsulation. So I, mm. I'd say. Kind of use Docker when you need to encapsulate your application and its dependencies mm -hmm. in a reproducible way. And the flip side of that is like other people have done that for their application. So you know the 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 MySQL database maintainers or whatever they, they've created a container for you to use that's ready to go kind of thing. So very nice. Look out for those use cases where maybe technologies you're already using there are existing containers that you can kind of mm. get started with. Absolutely. Well, all right, Liam, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Yeah, no worries. Good stuff. And to all our amazing listeners out there, your support means a lot to us. If you enjoy today's show, please hit the subscribe button. Plus, for exclusive update, don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter. To do so, simply click the newsletter sign-up link in the description. We are very excited to have you on board and wishing a fantastic day ahead. Music